We come together to allow ourselves to be inspired, to be uplifted, to think of something new each and every time we come together. And once you do expand to that greater idea, you are never the same person again. You really are reborn. And so today, to uplift and inspire and encourage us is our own Reverend newly ordained Reverend Catherine Cardinal, a woman of inspiration and insight and dynamic energy. Please join me in welcoming her. Good morning. So my talk today is entitled Lessons of Kobe. And I wonder, I bet you're wondering, what is Kobe? And I'll let you know that in just a moment. After we come together and ground ourselves as we always do in affirmative prayer. So I'll invite you to become grounded and centered in this moment and join with me and take my words for your own if you so choose. Knowing the one power, the one presence, the essence of all life. This life is God's life, it is my life now, and I am expressing it fully, completely, in this moment and always. I allow myself to be fully present in this moment, opening up to the opportunity that life and spirit presents itself to me. Opening myself to the opportunities that are allowed to come through me. There are so many opportunities and I discern which are for the highest and best of myself in this moment. So I open up to living my life with greater passion, greater joy, greater wholeness. And I say yes to that which is for my highest and best good. So I know that I stand in my power. I stand in my clarity. I stand in the truth of who and what I am. And I know today's service unfolds with great ease, great harmony, as we come together in spiritual community to witness spiritual practice, to witness spiritual growth, and to witness the deepening of consciousness by means of each one of us. So I am in great gratitude knowing that this is already done in the minds of the one, and I say yes to it right here and right now. And I let it go, I let it be, and I invite you to anchor it with me by saying, and so it is. Thank you. So this morning I did something that I've done every day, or almost every day, for six months. And today is the last time that I'll be doing it. I've been dog-sitting a friend's dog for the last six months, and tonight he goes on his journey to meet up with her again where he lives, or where she now lives. I have discovered in the last six months that taking care of a dog is like spiritual practice. I had a dog growing up, but it was always an outside dog, and taking care of a dog as an outside dog on a farm is completely different than an inside dog in the city. And so I'm here to share with you some of the things that I've learned about my time with Kobe for the last six months. Kobe is a cross between a King Charles Spaniel and a Shih Tzu, a medium-sized dog, about 25 pounds, And I have to tell you, he is absolutely beautiful. And I have fallen in love with this dog. So I've been dog-sitting this dog. 
It originally was going to be about three weeks, was the plan, because which expanded to six months. But because my friend is off living her dream, her dream has always been to live in the Caribbean or somewhere warm, and she narrowed it down to the Caribbean. So she moved to Turks and Caicos in October, and because of a few different things, the dog was going to follow her about three weeks later. And because of a snafu with a vaccination, he wasn't able to go at Halloween like we thought. So I'm good to tell you a little bit about what I've learned about my time with Kobe and about people living their dream. It's interesting about how my friend is、um, an inspiration to me because she has said yes to her dream, and she stepped forward with all of the angst and things that come with that sometimes about moving to another country. She said yes to it. It's interesting. Last week on on Sunday when I was presiding and I shared the announcement of. Edmonton's famous Bubba, and I thought to myself, I don't know about Edmonton's famous Bubba, and so I wanted to check it out. And I googled him that Sunday afternoon, and I found out about Bubba that he, he is someone that is living his dream. He is someone that has started a mobile barbecue on the corner of 75th Street and Roper Road, and he's—I don't know how long he's been there, but the article came in. To, um, was in the journal in November, and he has lineups of cars at lunchtime showing up for his famous barbecue. So if you haven't yet bought your ticket for our famous Baba, I can tell you that he has lineups every day at lunch. And if you were thinking of coming for the dance only, you want to upgrade your ticket right now and come for dinner. And I can also tell you that we are a community that often waits to the last minute as. A We sometimes do. Don't do that because we're already half sold out of that event. So you want to buy your tickets today for both that and for Brian and Martin's event because we are sharing in the opportunity to help someone with their dream. So lots of things happen. The next day on Monday, I opened up this magazine that Brian referenced, the Avenue Magazine. At lunchtime, I was waiting for a friend at lunch. I opened it up to this page. This page is an article about Baba. It talks in even more detail about how he is living his dream. How he at once was a steak chef at Highs, and then that closed down. He was doing contracting work for many years, and now he has the opportunity to live his dream again. So each of us gets the opportunity to help people live their dreams by buying a ticket to Martin and Brian's concert. We help them live their dream by dog sitting Kobe. I was help. I am helping my friend live her dream. So, what are the things that I'd like to share with you about Kobe and the spiritual practice that I've learned in the last six months? Every morning, Kobe gets up and needs to go out. It's kind of like our spiritual practice each and every moment about when we need to get ready for our day and prepare ourselves. Kobe taught me about unconditional love. Nothing like a puppy. Who is seven years old? Nothing like a puppy can tell you and teach you any more about unconditional love than a dog. I learned in the last six months about caring for him, about being present for him, about making sure that I'm home on time to take care of his needs. I learned that about communication, about communicating with another being that doesn't use the same language that I do. At the beginning, he'd scratch at me, and I think, "Oh, he needs to go out." So we take care of that. We come back in. He'd scratch at me again. I'm like, we just went out. 
so he must be hungry. So I'd feed him. He'd come. He'd scratch at me again. Okay, maybe he needs some water. Over the last six months, I've been able to attune myself more and more to the needs of Kobe. The other thing that he really needs is my focused time and attention. And I have a very full and busy life. And what I've learned with Kobe, if I come rushing into the door, stop at my computer because I've got lots of things I need to do, he has nothing to do with that. He will not let me go immediately to my computer and do what I think is really important because he wants and needs some of my time and attention. And I've learned that if I take the time, five to ten minutes, and go and give him five minutes of love and attention, that then he's filled up and he can go on his way and then I can continue to do what it is that I need to do. It's an interesting lesson, lesson about focused time and attention because I wonder in our busy lives how many times we are too busy to spend some of that focused time and attention or five or ten minutes or longer with the people that we love. And all they would like is some time and attention from ourselves. So I've learned that from Kobe. Kobe also was always happy to see me. And I really became attuned and listening for the click, 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 click as he would come down the hallway to meet me as I came in. Whether I was gone for one hour or I was gone for 14 hours or two or three days, and I had someone take care of him, I didn't know that I needed to do that. <laughs> Just so you know. Um, he would still be happy and ready to see me all of the time. I think I can learn something about that, about how... I can always be happy to see someone, even if I think they were away longer than I thought they should be, or away doing something that I thought that maybe I would have liked to be part of. Because I'm sure there were many times Kobe thought he would like to come and join me with some of the activities that I was part of. So Kobe was supposed to go on October 31st to Turks and Caicos. And there's one special vaccination that a dog must have in order to go to that island to get his import permit. And because of a bit of a snafu with that vaccination, he wasn't able to go. So then we thought Kobe would be able to go around Christmas time because my friend's brother was going to visit. But we found out that on this different airline, the embargoes don't allow a dog to fly at that time at Christmas. On the other airline, he would have been able to go because it's a different kind of airplane and it would be On that plane, it was too cold for him to go, but on this one now, the yada, 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 lots of embargoes around how cold or warm the airplane would be, whether or not you could be in the baggage compartment because of Christmas gifts and Christmas luggage. So long story short, he didn't go on December 11th either. Then we thought he would be going um, in March. That one didn't happen. I needed to start getting a bigger idea about getting Kobe to Turks and Caicos because I thought at this point in time that it was between my friend and myself, our responsibility to figure out how to get Kobe to the island. And as many of you know, if you were in my classes in the last six months, you would hear the updates of Kobe and the things I was learning about um, dog sitting. And... Some of you would have known in the last two or three, four weeks how I've been asking people also, do you want to go to Turks and Caicos? Do you have any desire to go to Turks and Caicos? Would you like to take a dog to Turks and Caicos? 
And I needed to figure out and remember that there was a bigger idea out there than just my friend and myself asking the question. What a concept. We could perhaps treat about this. I was talking in conversation with one of my friends about all the possibilities that we can't do this, and he has to go by April 1st because the embargo for this airline would start again. And in conversation, I heard myself say something about, there must be another possibility. Well, that kind of tweaked me to think, well, maybe the other airline, he could go on the other airline again. I got so focused on the one solution that I forgot to step back and look about all the possibilities that might have been there, thinking I needed to do it. So as it turns out, the other airline, he could fly until May 15th. So my question became, does anyone want to go to Turks and Caicos before May 15th? Again, through treatment now, because I really remembered how I can use this power for good, within three or four days of us starting to do treatment about getting Kobe to, to reunite with his, you know, his human mom, we had someone saying, hey, I'm coming to Turks and Caicos, and got a screaming deal to be able to go, less than the cost of a flight to Vancouver for the weekend. Now, as, tur- as it turns out, Kobe gets to have four people taking him tonight to Turks and Caicos. He leaves just after midnight. So I realized when I got the call this week that someone had said yes. I realized the feelings I've had. I knew this day would come, and I also knew that the longer I had Kobe, I've been saying for the last couple of months, the longer I have him, the harder it is going to be for me to be able to let him go. Although I know that his rightful place is with my friend, that's his mom, and I can't imagine how excited the homecoming tomorrow is going to be. But I also recognized that it's going to be sad for me tonight, and that I remember and know from my spiritual practice that it's important for me to feel my feelings and to be present with them and to be able to call on support and ask for help. That is what we do in community and why we come together to be in community with family and friends. So I asked for help, my practitioner, to be able to um, further along this journey for Kobe, and the flight arrived, and we've got him on the flight. Now we needed to start all of the work to get that vaccination done again. So in this interim, some of his other vaccinations had expired, and we set up an appointment for the vet to get his regular vaccinations, get his clean bill of health, and to be able to get this special shot that he needed to be able to go into the country. It is absolutely easier to send a child unaccompanied than it is to send a dog unaccompanied or even accompanied to another country. I have to tell you. So... This week, we set the appointment up with the vet. And in October, we had special ordered that one special vaccination. And it was Wednesday, and I'm getting myself all ready to take Kobe after work to the veterinarian. And I had to ask one of my colleagues at work, I said, you know, I've never taken a, you know, an animal to a vet before. What do I need to prepare? What do, you know, what do I need to know? And she said some very key words your dog will absolutely reflect what you are feeling. So if you are calm, Kobe will be calm. And I thought, well, I can do that, because I do know about meditation and the power of prayer. I did phone to confirm my appointment at the veterinarian clinic, 
And I'm sure the receptionist was really wondering what she was getting herself into because I'd asked, so what do I need to do to mentally prepare to bring Kobe this afternoon? And the first time she didn't get it, she said, you just need to bring him. I'm like, no, that's... What do I need to do to prepare myself? So we went to the vet, and it was all good. And it wasn't nearly as traumatic as I thought it might be for myself or for Kobe. However, we did find out that we get into the little room, and she said, the doctor said, we have a bit of a problem. And I'm like, what's that? She said, the special vaccination that we've had here for six months for Kobe was given to another dog today. And I was like, oh. I said, when can we get another one? And she said, well, we can get it for tomorrow. It comes from Edmonton, we can get it from tomorrow. I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you. Because we finally got him a flight. And they gave it to the dog that they thought was Kobe. But I guess they don't have wristbands like they have in the hospitals about making sure that the right dog gets the right shots. So Kobe didn't get the most important shot that he needed to go to Turks and Caicos. But they said I could come back Thursday. So that was good. After she'd finished all the regular vaccinations, he seemed completely fine. And I said to the vet, There, that was pretty easy. That I, must have heard, I, I must have heard horror stories. And in that comment, I realized what belief I had in my subconscious about dogs and vets or animals and vets. And I learned something else really important, that sometimes we don't know what we don't know, but we believe a story we've been told and believe it as fact, when really it wasn't a big deal at all. So it made me reflect upon how many things are in my life where I've heard a story about something, and I think it's the truth or the fact about the situation, and it's not at all. We don't know sometimes what we don't know, and it's good to ask some additional questions and to be able to do that research. So I tapped into that intuitive self within to be able to be fully present. So Thursday comes, and I was delayed at work, and I knew I needed to get Kobe to get his shot. So Thursday night, I'm rushing home. I had been delayed, but there was still enough time. I come running in, I grab Kobe, we jump in the car, and it's dead. Now, we need to talk about resistance a little bit. <laughs> at this point, I didn't know and click in that the resistance might have been within me. But as I was still now in problem solving, I had one hour to get to the vet. So I, some, um, my tenant was there. I said, can we boost my vehicle? And it wouldn't work. And she had to leave. I said, I'll, I'll figure something out. I phoned a friend who was, lives close to downtown. I said, can you be here? I can't tell you the whole reason. I need to get Kobe to the vet now. I need to be there before 6 o'clock. He said, yes. I called the vet clinic saying, you know, we're going to be delayed. They told me it was okay to be there till 6. And she said, oh, no, the doctor leaves at 5.30. It's 5.25. Again, I'm wondering, what is going on for me in this moment? But I needed to focus on the challenge. I talked to them, and I stayed calm throughout the whole process, saying, remember, I was there yesterday. I need this special shot. It's come in. We've confirmed it's come in. He's flying on Sunday. We need to get the paperwork done. He needs an import permit. Turks and Caicos is a multitude of islands. It needs to go to another island to get the import permit. And they're saying, well, well, let me see. 
They'd come back to me and said, are you sure you can't come tomorrow? I'm sure they could hear the panic in my calm voice as I'm saying, I really can't come tomorrow. We need to get the import permit. She said, hold on. Treatment works in the moment. She came back and she's about to say, you really need to come. She said, hold on. She came back again. She said, a doctor will wait till 6.30. (sighs) We go racing down to the vet. We got there at 6 o'clock or 6.01. Now, the interesting thing is if my car hadn't not started, I might not have known and a doctor might have left at 5.30, which was different than the plan that we'd made. So everything does happen for a reason, even though it sure didn't feel like that in that moment. It also highlighted to me a little bit about the resistance that I might be having to let Kobe go. I've been fully firm that he really needed to go. I'm looking forward to freedom and being able to go for away for weekends and not make arrangements and those kinds of things. But there is something within me that is an absolute love with this dog. And I think some of my experiences on Thursday were around my resistance to allowing this to flow. So I needed to call my practitioner. And the thought occurred to me in the moment, but I didn't have in the moment the time to call the practitioner while I'm rushing to the vet. But after I got home and I, AMA had been and they started my vehicle, I had to drive around for an hour aimlessly to let it charge up so I didn't have like, vehicle problems for the next you know, few days to have it recharge. And one of my practitioners called me. Hey, how's it going? What's happening? And I told her the story. And we talked a little bit about the resistance, how I could move through that to be able to let him go with ease, with grace, with love. Because I know the truth, and that is unconditional love absolutely works anywhere and everywhere. It's always present. Whether or not Kobe is right beside me on the couch or whether or not he's in Turks and Caicos. Unconditional love is all there is. And so I was able to move through my resistance to be fully present and fully ready for him to be able to go this evening. And he is able to go. He's fully ready, and we have his import permit. So what have I learned in addition to in the last six months? I've learned about being present. I've learned about focused attention for those that I love. I've learned about unconditional love in a way that's deeper than I've ever experienced before. I've learned about asking for help and to being, being open to that help from, and support from friends and many, many others. I know that it takes a team to be able to do things. And I've been able to help support my friend in living her dream by being able to take care of her dog in this interim time that lasted a little longer than either of us thought, but I've been able to help launch her dream. Each of us has the opportunity to help someone else launch their dream, whether it's buying a ticket to a concert for Brian and Martin for the mere price of $20, that can help them live their passion. So these are some of the things that I've learned And I've also learned to remember my practice. The practice of being present each day for those things that are important, for the the necessities of life, the food and the water, and for the other things that are as essential, but we don't remember sometimes, taking the time to love. So in this moment, Kobe is leaving tonight, just after midnight. And 
I said in the, at the first service that I know he's going to be safe as he gets into, and I slipped, I said, cage. So I need to do a little more work in my consciousness today. I know he's going to be completely good as he goes on his 14-hour journey tonight and tomorrow in his kennel. And I'm going to ask you for your support in knowing for me that I'm okay, letting him go with ease, with grace, with harmony. And that when you go to sleep tonight, that you say a prayer for Kobe, knowing that his journey is absolutely wonderful, peaceful, pleasant, and a great adventure. And that when he wakes up tomorrow morning, he remembers the unconditional love as he's reunited with my friend, as each of them are living their dream. Blessings to you this week.